Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. Yo, what's going on, people? You're now locked into the edition of this podcast. I hope you've had a good week. It's been mighty, mighty cold in London. I wonder what the weather's like in your area. I'm sub-zero down here. And I want to wish it on my worst enemy. So to those who are listening on the school run, on the way to gym, work, your business, or whatever you have to do, keep pushing, keep pushing through this weather. We're all in this together. Anyway, this week's pod, well, last week's pod, shall I say, I spoke on food prices. I'm not sure you guys have noticed. And this might be different for depending on who you are. Do you know what I mean? Some some of you are living at home, maybe your family, your parents or any sibling, whoever lives in the house, just a food shop. But I'm not sure if people have noticed how bad the price hikes in food has been. It's been going on since 2020, 2021. So what has happened to the price of food? How has it got so expensive? What is causing these price hikes? How is Brexit involved? And is there going to be any reprieve soon? Is the price of food going to go down? So yeah, make sure you check that episode out. Last week is important because it impacts all of us because we all have to eat. Anyway, this week's episode, we're going back into politics. And I have to ask myself the question. Is it getting to the point where the conservatives are moving like a criminal organisation? This is hot off the press of back of the news of two of two prominent members of the Conservative Party get into some form of trouble with the authorities, right? We're going to talk on Rishi Sunak and Nadine Zahawi and some other lawbreakers in the Conservative Party. Lego. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's late. It's late. Yo, what's going on, people? You're now, of course, listening to the Dysonomics podcast. And this week, we're speaking on the Conservative Party again. Why are these men moving like a criminal conspiracy? Ah, we're seeing every day new crime. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, let's get into it. So what's happened? We're going to start at the top. 
former Chancellor and now Prime Minister Rishi Sunak. Rishi Sunak has been fined again. Not the, for not the first time, this is now the second time. For, he's been fined for not wearing a seatbelt while, while being in a moving car whilst filming a social media video. So for those who don't know, and I'm one of those people, I didn't know you could get fined for not wearing a seatbelt. I ever thought, oh, just not be your own business, boy. Not wear a seatbelt, your peril. Do you know what I'm saying? Everybody listening to this should wear a seatbelt. I'm one of the people who I always wear a seatbelt. So as I'm in the car, the first thing I do, it, it takes you no time and it's for your own benefit. So please, people wear a seatbelt. Don't end up like Rishi or even worse, God forbid. So yeah, there was a social media video posted by um, the government, Rishi Sunak. I believe it probably on Rishi's Instagram or maybe the number 10's Instagram. I didn't actually look at Instagram. I can't remember it. And he was speaking on the Level Up campaign, right? So, you know what I mean? Just a bit of promotion for the Level Up campaign, blah, blah, blah. But of course, he was in the backseat of a car that was in transit and he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. So, if you're a passenger and you are you get caught failing to wear a seatbelt when one is available, which is the key word, key term, shall I say, you could be fined 100 quid, which could rise to as much as 500 if you end up in court. So Rishi was in the back, just promoting as per, and he got bags fam. I remember when the story first broke, and I was like, raw, they're saying Lancashire police look into this. I was like, oh, it's a bit of being a bit of jobs worse, but the rules are the rules. And it's actually good that lawmakers are held, held to the same level of same level of accountability as we would be. Because remember how angry we were when we were like getting people getting fined for breaking lockdown laws when we saw Dominic Cummins and other, so and others in like positions of power getting away with it. So that's why the police have to crash it on their heads with the with the parties um, party fans. But we'll get onto that a bit later. Lancashire police said it had issued a conditional offer of a fixed penalty. So that is when you have a period of time to pay a fine unless you want to contest it. Simple as, right? Um, speaking to BBC Breakfast, Deputy Prime Minister, which is Dominic Raab, who's also Deputy Prime Minister under um, Boris Johnson, said Mr Sunak was someone with the highest standards of integrity who had simply made a mistake on the seatbelt issue. Dominic Raab said PM was a human being doing a demanding job and he'd put his hands up straight away. I'm going to keep... You know this is dysonomics here. We keep it real. Yeah. And you know that I don't F for the Tories and whatnot, but I don't think this is a big deal. Honestly, like, this is not a big deal. Obviously, Labour are going to use it as they should, as political capital. But it's not that deep. This doesn't mean that he's a competent country job. He didn't wear a seat by the back of a car. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thousands of people don't do that every day. Um, but yeah, the rules are the rules, I guess. As I said, fixed penalty notices are a sanction of, for breaking the law, which means you there's a fine, which needs to be paid within 28 days or contest it. If someone chooses to contest a fine, then the police will then review the case and decide whether to withdraw the fine or take the matter to court. Labour's Deputy Prime Minister, Angela Rayner, who's always on smoke, said in a tweet that Mr. Snack is a total liability. Think, mm, I don't think that's accurate for Rishi, but definitely accurate for the Conservatives as a whole. This is ironic because last April, so not even a year ago, then Chancellor Rishi Sunak got fined for breaking lockdown rules in Downing Street in 2020. He was fined for attending a birthday gathering for Prime Minister Boris Johnson at number 10, as well as Boris Johnson. Another lawbreaker. So yeah, so these are two of the top people in charge 
and they broke the laws. The next one, Nadine Zahawi. Now, this one is quite interesting. He's, Nadine Zahawi is currently the Conservative Party chair, who was also a former chancellor. That's the person in charge of the money and tax and so on and so forth, which is interesting. He has agreed to pay a penalty to HMRC as part of a seven-figure settlement over his tax affairs. Hmm. He agreed to pay HMRC minutes in December after a settlement was reached. He paid a penalty imposed by HMRC as part of an estimated five million pound tax bill. Chase, big, big, big bans. Penalties are applied, by the way, if you don't pay the correct tax, and not only if you don't pay the correct tax, you also have to pay the correct tax at the correct time. If not, you can be penalised. The Conservative Party has actually called for inquiry into whether Zahawi broke the ministerial code or misled the public over his tax affairs. And if that's the case, his job is going to be in serious, serious jeopardy. Experts estimate, yeah, that a tax owed was about 3.7 million based on capital gains tax incurred by the sale of multiple, um, multiple shares in YouGov. <coughs> Sorry. Multiple shares of YouGov worth more than £20 million, which led, of, which led to transfers of money to Nadine Zahawi. So he was part of the, he actually was part of the people who founded YouGov, made bare peace, sold it. Do you know what I'm saying? It is understood that HMRC applied a 30% penalty to the £3.7 million owed. Woof. That's not easy. Which brings up the total to a cool £4.8 million. 4.8 million for HMRC. They don't mind that steal. Combined with interest charges that HMRC also applied to the taxes owed, it's believed that the final settlement should be more than five million pounds. Why this is so interesting to me is because this came out like around last summer, and this was especially around the leadership contest in the summer for the Conservative Party leadership, which of course Rishi Sunak won in the end, defeating. Um, who did he? No, he didn't defeat. No, he lost. Sorry, Liz Trust. Liz Trust got bounced, and then he won the second one. Sorry, <laughs> getting all these leadership contests mixed up because there seems to be one every quarter. Okay. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, we'll talk about last summer. So these reports um, emerged last summer, right? About his financial affairs that were looking a bit murky, including that HMRC were looking into his taxes. At the time, <laughs> Zahari described this stuff as smears. Why am I trying to put mud on my, mud on my name, as Americans say? Why, well, how do we say it here? Why did man try to rub me out? Why try to spread rumors, allegations, as we say in Touchdown Frackers, allegations. It is understood that after these reports, representatives of Zohar, we approached HMRC to discuss his tax position, right? Michael Gove defended um, Zahawi on BBC Radio 4 um, just this Thursday. My firm understanding is HMRC have no quibble with the dean. He's paid everything that, is, that he should and people paying their taxes, that is not a story. People not paying their taxes, yeah, that is a problem. Hmm, interesting, interesting choice of words. Very interesting. Anyway, the YouGov shares were held through Balshaw Investments, a Gibraltar-based investment firm, right? 
registered family. No, a Gibraltar-based registered family trust. And for those that know, Gibraltar is um, a region that, is, of course, is belongs to the UK and it's also a tax haven. So Harvey has previously denied benefited from this family trust. I remember them asking him questions and he vehemently denied this. YouGov has described Bolshoi's investments as a family trust of Nadim Zahawi. The former Chancellor insisted he does not have and never has had an interest in Bolshoi investments and it is not a beneficiary. This is super interesting. Super, super interesting. You know a Labour stance in this. They ain't buying this. Again, Angela Reyna, Angela Reyna MP and, and a deputy leader of the Labour Party. She says, and I quote, Nadine Zahari's story doesn't add up. The position of the man who was until recently in charge of the UK's tax system and who is a Prime Minister's appointed Conservative Party chair is not untenable. It's time for Rishi Sunak to put his money where his mouth is and dismiss Nadine Zahari from his cabinet. And I understand that. <laughs> but what is what's so bad about this is that he is very it, they had a drop on him and he tried to rubbish it you see what I'm saying and, he, and I think they went to draw a pattern it behind the scenes but the breadcrumbs are there and I'm not sure how well they were to dig into the trust stuff but yeah it, it's it's not looking good breath it's not looking good breath so there you have it two current Tory heavyweights yeah you've got the chair of the party who was also the chancellor before seemingly not knowing about tax rules and you have the prime minister um breaking laws that he was communicating almost daily with boris johnson who also broke the laws at the time and breaking it again with regards to not carrying a seat belt not wearing a seat belt should i say now these aren't the only tories that have committed some criminal acts here are some very very shameful individuals really spoke on Boris Johnson, who's done bare stuff that are dodgy, but I'm not against that. Imran Ahmed Khan. The Conservative MP for Wakefield, Imran Ahmed Khan, was found guilty in April of, of for sexually assaulting a 15-year-old boy after plying him with gin in a, in a party in 2008. Khan assaulted a boy in Staffordshire in 2007, 11 years before he became MP. He resigned as MP two weeks after he was found guilty. Um... Rob Roberts, the Conservative MP to Delwyn, was allowed to rejoin the party despite an independent investigation finding that he sexually harassed a junior member of staff. Roberts was suspended for 12 weeks, damn near three months, a whole quarter, after the independent panel found that he made significant, repeated and unwanted sexual advances towards a former member of staff and used his position as his employer to, to place him under pressure to, to accede, to concede, sorry. He had his membership to the party restored, but continued to sit as independent MP in Parliament. Shameful. Shame, shame, shame. What a game of friends. Another bum, Andrew Griffiths. In December 2021, in family proceedings, a High Court judge concluded that the former Conservative minister raped his wife when she was asleep and subject her to coercive control. The judgment detailed alleged domestic abuse by Griffiths towards his wife, Kate, who is a serving conservative MP during their marriage. It also um, pressed, uh, pressed, pressed her into, he also pressed her into sex, physically assaulting and verbally abusing her, the judge found. What a scumbag. Obviously he's denied these allegations and adamantly denied the rape. He resigned from government as business minister in 2018 after sending 
2,000 sexually explicit, explicit messages to constituents. I thought this was a typo. Not 20, no, send a 20 explicit test messages to constituents is a mad thing. 200 is 2,000. Rascal. 2019 November, he stepped down as MP. And finally, Charlie Epfick, Ep Elfick? I'm not sure how to pronounce this name. The MP for Dover was convicted and jailed in 2020, in 2020 for sexually assaulting two women. He was found guilty of three charges, two in relation to a parliamentary worker in 2016, and one in relation to a woman in his fam in, at his family's central London home in 2007. The sentencing judge described Elphick as a sexual predator who used success and respectability as a cover. During the trial, jurors heard that the first victim had suffered a terrifying episode when he assaulted her and then chased her around the home chanting, I'm a naughty Tory. Do not fucking kill me. Nah, 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 nah. This brother is despicable. This brother is despicable. Jesus. So there you have it. The Conservative Party. What do you guys think? I don't see how Labour could lose the election. Labour, literally, all they have to do is just not go to jail. Just don't break the law. Despite how conservative this country is, I don't see how they could lose. How can I lose when I already was choose? <laughs> Word to ice pass. But anyway, that's it for this week's episode. Please let me know your thoughts. Do you think Rishi should be forced to resign? Do you think Nadine Zahawi should be forced to resign? And yeah, let me know, guys. Peace and blessings. Sports Social Podcast Network.